0: Welcome to the sermon podcast of Christ Lutheran Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. We are glad that you are here. At Christ Church, we believe that God is alive in Holy Scripture, inspiring, challenging, and guiding us today. As we journey through the Bible together, we bring our hopes, our pain, our questions, and our doubts, trusting Jesus to meet us here full of grace. Christ Lutheran Church is a special place of healing. May the word of God bless you today. Our second reading comes to us from the book of Acts in the 11th chapter. Listen again for God's word to us today. Now, those apostles and the brothers and sisters who were in Judea, heard that the Gentiles had also accepted the word of God. So when Peter went up to Jerusalem, the circumcised believers criticized him, saying, Why did you go to uncircumcised men and eat with them? Then Peter began to explain it to them, step by step. He said, I was in the city of Joppa praying, and In a trance, I saw a vision. There was something like a large sheet coming down from heaven, being lowered by its four corners, and it came close to me. And as I looked at it closely, I saw four-footed animals, beasts of prey, reptiles, and birds of the air. I also heard a voice saying to me, Get up, Peter, kill and eat. But I replied, By no means, Lord, for nothing profane or unclean has ever entered my mouth. But a second time, the voice answered from heaven, What God has made clean, you must not call profane. This happened three times. And then everything was pulled up again into heaven. At that very moment, three men sent to me from Caesarea arrived at the house where we were. The Spirit told me to go with them and not to make a distinction between them and us. Them and us. These six brothers also accompanied me and we entered the man's house. He told us how he had seen the angel standing in his house and saying, Send to Joppa and bring Simon, who is called Peter, and he will give you a message by which you and your entire household will be saved. And as I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell upon them just as it had upon us at the beginning. And I remembered the word of the Lord and how he said, that John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. If then God gave them the same gift as he gave us when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I that I could hinder God? Now, when they heard this, they were silenced, and they praised God saying, Then God has given, even to the Gentiles, the repentance that leads to life. And this, too, is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Peter, the disciple of Jesus, had a dream. It was something like a large picnic blanket, I think of, coming down from heaven, lowered by those four corners, And the thing is that that picnic blanket was filled with food that Peter did not eat. Because Peter was a faithful Jewish man. And the law plainly taught that there were foods that were off limits. For example, meat from animals with cloven hoofs like pigs and camels. Any shellfish, reptiles most birds and insects. Eating according to the law of God is called keeping kosher. Many of our Jewish friends abide by this law today. It's it's about purity. It's about faithfulness. It's about tradition. It's about identity. This is part of what makes Jewish people unique, part of How they feel God has set them apart. It's not seen as a burden, it is a gift. And Peter likely felt like this when he had his vision while praying of this large sheet filled with four footed animals, beasts of prey, reptiles, birds of the air coming down from heaven and then a voice telling him to dig in. Absolutely not says Peter. It's hard for us to understand fully the weight of what God is asking of Peter. It is not simply that something that was forbidden is now permissible. It is something that makes you, you. Something that made Peter, Peter, is going to change. Part of your faith you are Peter. A part of your faith is shifting, expanding, changing, a crucial part of how you live your life and how you think of your relationship with God. You are now being asked to change. And the reason being is not that God changed God's mind about keeping kosher per se, but that God is expanding who belongs in the family of God and God is removing barriers for those who have not been a part of this family before. Gentiles is the general term that is used for people who are not Jewish. In the area that Peter and Jesus ministered, Gentiles would would, uh, mostly have been folks who worshipped Roman gods. But all around the world, anybody uh, who was worshipping in other faiths, uh, who are of other cultures they were gentiles they did not keep the laws of they were not keeping kosher but maybe they had their own laws their own customs maybe they would eat bacon and birds whatever else they liked maybe they had different ways of dressing maybe they had other customs regarding marriage and family maybe they had other ways of connecting to the divine Jesus came to show us that God's family is inclusive of all people. God gives faith to whomever God so desires. This is a major, major shift in the understanding for God's people, God's covenant, and God's dream for creation. Jesus showed us that he was God-made flesh who came to earth to save the chosen people of Israel, that he was their long-awaited Messiah, but that he was also the Savior of all people. Jesus' mission of salvation opened the community of God to people who were Jewish and Gentile, people who followed the law given to Moses and those who had never heard of it, people who kept kosher, and people who loved a good smorgasbord. That's what we say here? Yeah, buffet. (laughs) From one man and woman, Sarah and Abraham, came the whole Jewish people, God's chosen people. God was their God. They were God's The Bible is full of their stories and their poetry and music, their culture and customs. And then Jesus came along. And he said, And now I am adopting everyone else who was not born of this particular family. Now they too are considered children of Abraham and Sarah, my people. And then Jesus ascended into heaven and left it to Peter to figure out how to make this work. But not all alone. Jesus sent the Holy Spirit to do the work of opening hearts and minds. Of people who did not know this God or his son who died and rose again. The Holy Spirit working through the first followers of the way. Was at work bringing new people to faith in the God of the Hebrew people. The thing is, when the Holy Spirit called the people of other traditions into faith in God, God did not require them to give up everything that made them unique and to take on all of the Jewish customs. Instead, God asked His own people to change some of their customs to accommodate the newcomers and their extra diets. This is the foundation of the Christian church. The Jewish people that Jesus called to follow his way are watching the Holy Spirit expand beyond them and their traditions and their ethnicity. This new community is now, now there are a lot more people following the way their way. And so Peter had a vision of a huge tablecloth being spread out with all of the foods of all of these people, and he's told by God to join their feast. Peter, kill, eat, welcome, and include all of these people. Get to know them, make a way for them, include their customs and their traditions and cultures and views in God's ever-expanding community. And God said, do not call dirty what I have made clean, God has made people clean. God has made diversity. God has given different gifts to different cultures, all for the celebration and praise of God, and all for the good of a vibrant and flourishing church. God taught Peter to teach us that even if something is done differently, it doesn't make it wrong. In fact, Peter teaches us that the very same Holy Spirit that leads us to faith led them to faith as well and then leads us together and that is what happens in this story that we just heard God has brought some particular Gentiles into the household of God and sends Peter to welcome them and so Peter did as God commanded he says the spirit told me to go to them and to not make a distinction between us and them us and them no distinction This is the expeditionary church, a church where God is out in front of us, working in people's lives and then calling us, the church, to go to them and to welcome them and to show hospitality and to make a way for them to sit at this table, Christ's table, without barriers, but actually finding ways to incorporate what makes them special and unique. To say it plainly, the church is God's vision for community. And that community has a lot of very different people in it, people from different backgrounds with different histories and different beliefs and different values and different traditions and different ways, different types of food that they enjoy, different ways of speaking, different types of art and music and dressing. God has made this world with all of this diversity and all of these differences and then created the church as a place for all people to come together as one. To fellowship as one. To sit at one table to worship one God, the creator and the savior of us all. It's a beautiful vision. Unity of all people. But it has never been easy. Peter's first response was no. No. By no means. He must be thinking that's not who I am. That's not the way that we do things. It's fine that they do that their way over there, but not not me. When some of his fellow followers of the way find out that he's been ministering and eating with Gentiles, they criticize him. It's never been easy for the church to find that balance between honoring many different traditions while also finding unity. But this has been God's vision for the world come together, and not in spite of our differences, but with them, and to find a way to grow closer to each other and closer to God in worship and in living life together. That is a mark of the church, a diverse community with diverse expressions of living and worshiping a God of diverse persons. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, in our God, diversity, We are blessed, Christ Lutheran, to resemble this dream of God's in many ways. We are a people of various backgrounds and cultures with different expressions of family and work and daily living. We have various and unique cognitions and gifts and interests and ways of relating to and thinking about God. But God is the one who has baptized us all with one Holy Spirit, and led us into one holy family, moving together for a time along the way of Jesus. So that is why I sincerely thank you each week for coming here. Because we have all given up something of our culture, of our expectations, of our preferred ways of doing things, like Peter— maybe our preferred place to be on a Sunday morning, in order to be in a place that cherishes uniqueness. This is a community curated by God. That's what the passage in Acts teaches us, that the church is a community curated by God, and it is a most eclectic sampling. Can you imagine if God shared God's Spotify playlist with us? I can, I can imagine it. I can imagine it because I've worshipped God among five or six different tribes in one country, in Kenya, and heard all of the different ways of singing and praising. And I've worshipped God in Mexico, and I've worshipped God in Germany, and I've worshipped God in Ethiopia, and I've worshipped God in the UK, and I've worshipped God in France, and I've worshipped God in Catholic Mass. And I've worshipped God in, in the silence of a friend's meeting. And I've worshipped God in a huge non-denominational church. And I've worshipped God in Korean-American churches and African churches in America. And I've worshipped God in Methodist and AME and Presbyterian and Episcopal and Baptist and UCC and old regular Baptist and Brethren and Mennonite. And I've worshipped God in synagogues and at the table set by Jewish friends. And I've worshipped God in enough ways to know that it's just true what King David said. How very good and pleasant it is when kindred sit together. In unity. Alas, I too heard that there was another mass shooting yesterday. It is the unrepentant sin of America, this gun violence. Ten dead in Buffalo. They were shopping for groceries, they were thinking about setting tables and feeding families. Maybe picking up something for the local food pantry. And this terrorist, this sin blinded, racist child of God, went after people of color. The day before, there was a series of shootings in Koreatown in Dallas that is also being investigated as a hate crime. It is an abomination, a curse against God, this racism and division, and violent hatred. And thoughts and prayers must become action. But this here, this here worship of God with a commitment to each other and for the healing of this broken world, this here is no small thing. In fact, it is God's choice that the church Following the way of Jesus is the primary source of redeeming and transforming this sin into grace, this pain into healing, this mourning into joy, this profane world into the kingdom of God. And so I say again, thank you. Thank you for being here for giving us hope. And thanks be to God for the Holy Spirit that will guide us every step of the way. Amen. have been listening to the sermon podcast from Christ Lutheran Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. We are honored you joined us. If you're in Harrisburg, we welcome you to join us for worship on Sundays at 1030. To find out more about our church, as well as the free health services we offer, visit our website, ChristHarrisburg.org. Our theme music is by Lucian Kemper. I hope today's sermon blessed you and you'll join us again. Until then, may God be with you.